Hi everyone, you are listening to LD Spotlight, a podcast about learning and development brought to you by Nifty Learning. I'm your host, Liz Stefan, and together we're here to learn about LD. Welcome once again to LD Spotlight. We have a brand new episode today, together with Lavinia Mehedinsu, People Experience Manager at EMAG, a co founder and creator of Offbeat. Hello there, glad to be here again. Lavinia, I I think I have a pretty difficult conversation for today, and it's inspired by a flowchart I recently saw in an issue of Offbeat created by Kathy Moore. What I'm going to ask today is, when is L&D not the answer? Definitely a, a difficult question. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. More often than not, the business comes to L&D and asks for some sort of learning intervention. Why and when does the business ask for learning when it's obviously not the right answer? Or maybe it's not so obvious? Well, I think it's not so obvious. If you think about it as L&Ds, you should know when it's a learning situation, it's a skill acquisition problem or a habit problem and so on. So we are aware of that. That's our expertise. They don't know. If you think about it, it's like that. Well, I have a problem. I want someone to solve it. and I will go to everyone, including L&D, to ask them to put in the work. And, well, what does L&D do? Usually training. So I will ask for a training. So I wouldn't blame them because it's definitely not their job. And I think there are some things we can do to first spot those situations when it's not our job. And then work with people managers to see what we can do or what they can do. Let's think of a couple of specific examples. Can you think of situations where learning is not the solution, but the business does ask you for a learning intervention? Yeah, definitely. I've seen it in my work and I've heard it in other LND's lives. And what I know is that Usually when it's not a skill acquisition, a knowledge acquisition problem or gap, it might be a procedure problem. How your internal procedure and processes are built to support people's performance. And that might be one problem. Another problem can be that People have the knowledge and they have the skills, but they don't feel like using them because they don't feel safe. They don't feel like they belong and so on. So these are two of the most common situations I've seen. And another one, which actually happened to us earlier this year, is that people might not have the resources. And it doesn't have to be about skills or knowledge, but maybe it's about other resources they would need in their job, but they don't have them. So people managers might come to us to solve a problem that's actually not there. When you say having the resources, meaning when they are in a particular situation, they don't have access to what? To the right people to answer that question or to the right documentation? 
to people, to tools, to the right level of influence, because you might need in your job to influence others. And you don't have that, I'm going to use power here, although it might not be the right word, but the right level of power to exercise over others. Or as you mentioned, documentation or any resources that you can attribute to a certain role. If one of them is lacking, it might hurt your performance. And it's not about your skills. It's not about your knowledge. It's about something else entirely. Mm, Okay, very interesting. And in these situations, you were mentioning in the beginning, it's not the business's job to identify whether learning is the right solution or not. It's obviously L&D's job to advise in this area. And assuming that the business comes to you and you identify that it's not a learning-related problem, let's say, how do you push back in a diplomatic fashion or how do you offer alternatives to the business? It's a very good question. I would go a step back to you identifying that it's not a learning problem or a skill or knowledge problem. And I think a behavior that I'm trying to reinforce in my team, and I know L&Ds out there are practicing really self-aware, is the one of asking questions. You have to be able to ask the right questions in order to identify and maybe make the people manager aware that it's not a learning issue. So as you ask questions, they might become, oh, okay, It's not your job, you know? And another context I've seen is that they become aware and they still ask for that particular solution that they first wanted. Yeah, so they still... They still push for a learning program. Yeah, they still push for a learning solution. And I think your job at that point, and actually I've learned this from someone I really, really appreciate, Ana Maria Dorco, the community manager of LND Shakers, is that you have to make them aware and set the expectations. You have to tell them, look, okay, I get that you want this solution implemented, but you have to know that it won't bring the results you're expecting. And once you did it, and they still push for that solution, I think, in my opinion, you might have done everything you could have done to make them aware of where they stand. And maybe you can take a step back and, well, do what they've asked you to do. So as long as you've made your position very clear and you've helped by asking the right questions and explain the context and the situation to them, if they still push for a learning solution, let's say quote-unquote solution, you might as well just give that to them if everybody's aware that the expected outcome is not going to solve that original problem, right? Mm-hmm. As you were speaking, something else came to mind. Maybe you can also brainstorm with them other solutions to the problems you've identified together. And that's definitely another trick you can have in your hat. But yeah, when everything else fails, honestly, maybe it's just not about you and the way you do things. It's about them. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of a conversation we had previously on personal growth for L&D. 
And I remember you were emphasizing quite a lot the ability to be a consultant. So essentially asking the right questions, identifying problems, solving problems, exploring other facets of the problem with your internal customer. So I really like this input. As long as you've done everything in your power, as you said earlier, I suppose you can just give in and offer the learning program. Yeah, it's definitely about being a consultant, a learning consultant, a performance consultant. As I was mentioning in the previous episode, I think it's a really, really important skill and a really important process L&Ds should understand and constantly apply. My next question, I think, is going to be a mix of two questions. First is, how can learning and development advertise better where its value lies, meaning where it should or shouldn't intervene? And I think it also ties in with who is the right stakeholder person in the organization or people in the organization that L&D should keep in touch with or advertise to in order to explain where L&D's, let's say, jurisdiction stops, you know, without potentially hurting the image of L&D. So not creating this negative, how should I say it, this sort of dismissive attitude towards people's problems, I'm, I might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not being the people who always say no, because it's not their job, right? How do you make all of these work together so that L&D is perceived positively as a consultant, as a helper, but doesn't intervene where it won't bring any value? The first thing that comes to my mind is being consistent with your process. Because people will get used to it and they won't perceive it as something unusual. That's why I really think and I advise the more junior L&D people that they should really have this consultant DNA with them when they join L&D. Because if your approach at the beginning of your career and your relationship with your stakeholders is an executionary one, let's say, and it's not a consultative one, they will get used to that. But on the other hand, if you are consistent with asking questions, pushing back a bit, they will get used to that approach. So I really think that just doing your job will help. And in regard to the second question about the sponsors, the spokespersons, well, the responsibility lies with everyone, if you ask me. So everyone should emphasize that this is the way we do things. If you are in a hierarchical organization where politics, uh, it's something that just happens, I think that the CHRO, the L&D manager, the organizational development manager might help in promoting the way you as L&D do things. So this is my answer to the second question. And I think another really interesting trick I've learned from marketing, honestly, it's promoting your work in other ways, just putting case studies out there writing down, putting on paper and marketing. Someone came to us and asked for this solution. And then we asked these questions and we realized 
it is or it is not a skill and knowledge problem and this is what we did and this is what they did and so on so you know just emphasize and promote the process through all the channels you have available another thing is that you can also advertise how people learn because as long as individuals and people managers will better understand how people learn and how hard sometimes, how long it takes to go from, okay, just being aware of something to apply it or master it or be good at it, I think they might understand why training is not always a solution. So you mean helping your organization understand what learning can and cannot do. So essentially set the right expectations about the learning and development process. That's definitely how I see it. You have to make the executive team, your people, managers, individual contributors, just understand what learning can do and can't do for them. And once they've seen that, you can deep dive and then talk to them about the other problems that they might have and maybe how they can solve them. Okay, that's very interesting. I really appreciate how on point and really very actionable your advice is. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your feedback. I'm always really glad to help. And well, I can't wait to be back. That wraps it up for today. Thank you for helping us understand when L&D is or isn't the answer to a specific business problem, Lavinia. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been another episode of L&D Spotlight. If you'd like to get in touch and join the conversation, write to me at liz at niftylearning.io or connect with me on LinkedIn at Liz Stefan. Have a productive week, everyone.